I'm Marianne Kolbesek McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. Health Information Exchanges, or HIEs, are networks that allow patient data to be shared among healthcare providers in a region or state. The aim of this data exchange is better coordinated care, elimination of redundant tests, and fewer medication errors and reduced costs. But the sharing of patient data also brings challenges to protecting data privacy and security. Today we're talking to Chris Carmody, Vice President of the Information Systems Division at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. UPMC is the founding member of Clinical Connect, which is the largest health information exchange in Western Pennsylvania. Chris will explain how Clinical Connect's data architecture model and best practices helps protect the privacy and security of patients' health information. Hi, Chris. Hi, Marianne. Tell us a bit about your organization and your role. Clinical Connect was a concept that a group of healthcare systems and hospitals in Western Pennsylvania came together and started focusing in about two and a half years ago now to try and attempt to solve the problem with exchanging information across organizations to obviously meet the regulations that will be put in place with stage two meaningful use. So about two and a half years ago, the hospital groups got together and started discussing how we could do this from a technology perspective, from a financial perspective, and then from an overall governance, which is where I would equate a lot of the concern around the security and privacy of the data that we would be working with and handling and exchanging among the various members. It took about a full year just to work through the trust factor in terms of getting every organization, of which we have nine members, to trust in one another, to work with one another in exchanging the data, that there were no other motives or factors or issues, just on a pure organizational perspective. We worked very closely and formed a CIO work group with IT representatives from each of the organizations and dove right in to figure out how we were going to do this, how we were going to make this work with disparate electronic health record systems implemented across all the nine members, which, by the way, are all different systems. And most importantly, again, from a patient data security and privacy perspective, how we would do this in the most secure, efficient, and effective way. Fortunately, we were already ahead of the game a little bit at my organization at UPMC, where we were able to leverage a technology called DB Motion and a technology called Initiate, which Initiate is an enterprise master patient index, which we have used here for about 10 years. And DB Motion is really the brains and the engine behind the scenes of how we integrate patient information across UPMC, which has just among our health system three different electronic health record systems. Leveraging those two technologies and working through the conceptual design and actually the detailed design implementation of how this would work, immediately we focused in on how we could secure that data. A lot of these are set up to where there are record locator services that are basically querying the databases behind the scenes and looking for a particular patient record and then moving that patient information to the appropriate provider or caregiver. 
what we wanted to do with Clinical Connect, and again, leveraging the technologies that we had, is we wanted to do two things. First of all, make it as easy as possible for the clinician or the caregiver to access that data without having to click through multiple screens and, and open up another application to get at the data, but also to prevent the issues where we're exposing patients' information in scenarios where it would be, could potentially be out of our control. So our design with Clinical Connect is actually pretty interesting and I believe pretty unique to, to how we've done it here, and that is through the, the local EHR, um, for, exa for example, if you would have Meditech installed at Butler Hospital, which is one of our members, Butler, Butler's users access their patient records through their normal workflow, and during a point or a screen in that workflow, when they're already in the patient record, when they've already been authenticated um, and they're known by their that local system, there's a, a hyperlink, a button that launches their query, their search into Clinical Connect and pulls that specific patient's data, the patient they were working within, their own electronic health record, back and opens up a, a new window for them to view an aggregated view of all the other data that we've collected on that patient across our member organizations. So our design, our focus has been on keeping the security, keeping the privacy and controls at the local level as much as possible in terms of managing the users and the access to the HE data. What data architecture model does Clinical Connect use? Is it federated, centralized, hybrid, or something else? With Clinical Connect, we use a hybrid data model, and that's based upon leveraging the existing technologies that we have in place. As I mentioned, we use DBMotion and Initiate among my organization, uh, UPMC, where we have over 6 million unique patient records in our database today. And instead of replicating that data and moving it into Clinical Connect's version of DBMotion and Initiate, we have this hybrid setup to where, as part of the, the launch process to pull a patient's record out, the DBMotion version for Clinical Connect actually queries UPMC's version to go out and request the patient's information and pulls that back in, aggregates it with other patient records from our participating members, and then presents it back to the end user in their view within their electronic health record system. How does the model that you use safeguard data security and privacy compared with other models you considered and rejected? The approach with our model is twofold on, on our decision in terms of looking at various models of managing security and privacy of the data. Number one, just from a pure administrative perspective and a cost perspective, we have planned over 10,000 potential users of our clinical data within Clinical Connect Health Information Exchange. That's a lot of user accounts and administration around the identity of those users, what their access privileges should be based upon their clinical needs. And that would have added a, a pretty substantial layer of 
of work and of of effort around managing that moving forward. Our thought process was how can we how can we leverage what's already there? Who knows those providers, those users of, of this data better than the member organizations that we're working with at that local level? So instead of trying to manage that aspect, the identity of our users from a central location, we felt it best to leverage what's already in place, which is based upon HIPAA privacy and security regs at that local level, and pass those credentials along with the specific patient information to do the query requests against our Clinical Connect database, and then send that data back out and present it in a very user-friendly format for that provider and clinician. So we took a very lean approach, as we described it, in managing and dealing with the security and privacy factor. The, the second sort of half of that, how are we managing that data behind the scenes? Again, instead of having a broad-based type of query and search, we, what we do is in our structure and our model, we're identifying and validating the identity of this, those patients and their information as they get registered at the point of care. We capture that. We run that against our initiate EMPI system to, to validate and verify that that is that patient's information. And we use a lot of different unique identifiers and algorithms to give us a high level of confidence that that is the patient's information. And again, we protect that patient information that we've collected and gathered through the CCD, the Cognitive Care Document, digitized data that we're taking in and aggregating in our database by limiting that, that query to that specific patient in that context. What is your approach to obtaining patient consent for exchanging their information? For instance, do you have an opt-in or an opt-out? Is there any sort of granular consent where patients can authorize some data to be exchanged but not other data? So that's a very interesting question, and that was another hotly debated decision that had to be made. The nice part about working with Clinical Connect is we have physicians that are on our board and part of a quality committee that help us, IT professionals like myself, figure out which is the best way for us to, to manage, first of all, educating our patients in terms of what is going to happen with their data to ensure that they're aware of that information being um, passed along to other pr providers through Clinical Connect, and also um, how to deal with those, those, the, the pure question of opting in versus opting out. We were fortunate enough that we weren't the first health information exchange in the country, so we were able to do a lot of research and look at the pluses and minuses of both an opt-in and opt-out model. Um, our decision, our consensus that we arrived at was around an opt-out model. We, feel, we felt very comfortable, our, our physicians and clinicians that participated in that decision-making process um, agreed that it was the best way to get patients engaged and involved and to and ultimately serve those patients through exchanging their data. Um, Pennsylvania then, um, just a few months ago, which is the state that we operate in, um, passed the law, Senate Bill 8, that 
um, confirms the opt-out model across the state of Pennsylvania. So many, many different states, many different he's have opt-in and opt-out approaches. We felt it was, it was the right decision to make to take an opt-out approach. What we do is use many different means to communicate with patients through our website, through educating our providers, our doctors, our nurses, our other care providers that are interacting with patients and informing them so they can explain to the patient why their, why their data is being sent exchange is part of a health information exchange, and in our case, Clinical Connect. And I'm happy to report that our process has about just over 98% of the people participate. Only about 1.98% have opted out of their data being exchanged as part of Clinical Connect. What sort of data does Clinical Connect participants share? So we share patient encounter information. We have medications, allergies. We have various lab results. We have various clinical reports and documentation like radiology type of reports that's currently available in Clinical Connect. Um, We display that data in a, a nice summarized view for the clinician for when they, uh, when they access Clinical Connect, and they can see where that data came from so they can see that it came from Butler Hospital or Heritage Valley Health System or UPMC, and they can see the date that it occurred in those results in the provider or caregiver who created that data. We're obviously, as we look forward into the future, and with our participation at our board level with various physicians and clinicians, we're always looking for ways to improve and enhance what data is made available to them. There's actually a very interesting real situation. It's, It's anecdotal. I actually heard about it through our radiology department that has a relationship with one of our member hospitals, and that is where a patient presented at Heritage Valley Health System's emergency department complaining of shoulder pain and the physician treating the patient utilized Clinical Connect to go out and see that the patient actually had an MRI done on their shoulder just seven days previously at a UPMC facility and were able to review the MRI report and it actually prevented them from reordering and putting the patient through another MRI exam. And they were able to treat the patient effectively and and move on. And those are the type of anecdotal stories that are trickling in as we're deploying Clinical Connect across our organizations. That's very exciting for me. It validates why we're doing this, why we need to do this, and ultimately help treat our patients much better than we do today or we did yesterday. What are the biggest security and privacy challenges for Clinical Connect moving ahead? The biggest challenge is moving ahead is as we're taking on more and more data, as we take on more and more members to Clinical Connect, it obviously will create a lot of complexities in terms of bringing that data in and validating that it is quality data. That's something, again, we're managing with our group of nine hospitals and health systems today about the quality of data, and if the data does not have a match or is not valid, we don't take it in, we, we reject it because we don't want to introduce 
data conflicts and, and quality issues from a pure data perspective. On the security side, we've been fortunate to date that there have been no breaches or any issues that have been brought to light with our current usage. What I expect to happen in the future as our members grow, as our usage grows, that there will be times and events that occur that put in the question who's accessing the data, was it appropriate, was it valid, and that's part of our continuous effort to look at what our controls and, and practices are to prevent those types of issues, keeping our engagement with our member organizations to ensure that that local effort, those local processes in terms of how they manage security and privacy through their electronic health record are effective and efficient and are adequate to protect the information and data moving forward. I feel that as our as that grows, we're gonna we're gonna be dealing with that moving forward. And I believe that we have the appropriate safeguards and controls that again limit people from doing broad based queries through Clinical Connect and we're logging and auditing that access that is occurring. So we can always go back from a de detective perspective and recreate a situation and understand where that inappropriate access may have came from and, again, work with the local members of Clinical Connect to ensure that those types of events don't occur and aren't impacting our patients. What advice do you have to start up health information exchanges in terms of best practices for data security and privacy when planning their strategies? My best advice is to let HIPAA be your guide. That has been our measuring stick, our benchmark that we've always used to make sure that we're in compliance with HIPAA privacy and security regs, that we're not diminishing the controls and safeguards that are in place today for users of electronic health record systems, that actually if we can, we can improve upon those uh, or enhance those as part of the process. Engaging physicians, nurses, all clinicians in the discussions around privacy and security when you're starting your HE, when you're building your HE, when you're deploying your HE is so critical. This is not an IT project. This is not an IT effort. This is a healthcare effort, and it's so critical and important for them to be engaged and involved throughout the entire process. Educating and engaging the users, the patients, through the health information exchange. And with that, obviously, there's communicating to them that benefit on why this is important that their information be made available in a secure manner and fashion for the pure purposes of treating them in a serious acute event or along the care of treatments that they may be receiving for some chronic disease or any other type of health issues that may occur throughout their life. The last point in terms of best practices for starting up a HE and ensuring appropriate data security and privacy is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Look, look back to how you've accomplished implementing electronic health record systems and other IT systems in a healthcare setting, and try and leverage those best practices, those proven practices, 
that are in place today and how that could be applied to your health information exchange. Thanks, Chris. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee for Healthcare Info Security. Thanks for listening.